Before beginning the homily, I'd like to take this opportunity to offer a word of gratitude. Um, first, thank you to Father Jim for having me here to, to serve at my first Mass as a deacon. Um, yesterday, I was ordained as a deacon and, and received the Sacrament of Holy Orders uh, at St. Thomas Aquinas Church in East Lansing. But before that, all my sacraments uh, were received here at St. Michael's. It was very special to be able to come back here and to, to serve my first Mass as a deacon as we worship the Lord together uh, in this Mass. And a very special thank you to my family, some of whom are gathered here. Uh, especially thank you to my mom and dad. Uh, you were the first ones to, to bring me up in the Catholic faith, and for that, I'm eternally grateful. So thank you, mom and dad. And thank you to all of you who have supported me throughout the years uh, of seminary, whether it's been through cancer seminarians or contributing to the DSA for my seminary education. I'm uh, very thankful for all of you who supported me, especially with your prayers. Um, and, I, and I ask that you continue to pray for me. I still have one more year of seminary now that I'm a deacon before being ordained as a priest next year. So uh, please continue to pray for me to the Lord and to him be all thanksgiving and praise. In our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we heard about St. Philip's journey to Samaria. And when the people both heard his preaching and saw the miracles he was performing, we heard the city was, we heard there was great joy in that city. So how did this great joy spread to Samaria? Earlier in the same chapter of Acts, the first verse says, On that day there broke out a severe persecution of the church in Jerusalem, and all were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria. So after the stoning of St. Stephen, the Christians were scattered due to this persecution that erupted. And this was the reason Philip ended up in Samaria. And amazingly, Rather than spreading fear and anxiety about the prospect of losing his life, Philip spread joy, great joy. So what type of joy is this? Clearly, it's a joy that transcends the circumstances that are present. In fact, it's precisely through the circumstances of persecution that the gospel of joy is proclaimed. In today's gospel passage, Jesus is preparing his disciples to receive this type of joy. First, he warns about his death, saying, In a little while the world will no longer see me. Then he reassures them, saying, But you will see me because I live. And later on in the same discourse, Jesus gives an analogy to help his disciples understand the type of joy he's speaking of. When a woman is in labor, he says, She is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. In fact, it's this type of joy we celebrate today as we honor our mothers on Mother's Day. And while mothers have known this type of joy in a very particular way, I think all of us have at least tasted this mysterious joy that rises out of the bitterness of suffering. Personally, the most powerful experience I've had of this type of joy was 10 years ago when I was struggling with a quarter-life crisis. After I declared my major in materials science and engineering at Michigan State, I went on a retreat that changed my life. I encountered the risen Jesus in a personal way. I was convinced of God's love for me, and I knew that the only way I would have true peace and happiness in life would be by following his plan for my life. So for the first time, I became open to the possibility of becoming a priest. 
And while I was initially excited about this prospect of giving my life totally for God as his priest, as time went on, I grew anxious. I was halfway through my engineering studies and feeling this draw to the priesthood. I felt this pressure to decide then and there what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And tempted to grasp for control over my situation, I disenrolled from my engineering courses, which just made things worse, and I struggled to get any sleep at night and soon became out of touch with reality. But it was in the darkness where I saw the light. I remember waking up from some much-needed rest one day and seeing the light come through the window. I was flooded with a supernatural light. It felt as if all the saints of heaven and earth were interceding for me, and I knew I was not alone. And at that time, the darkness that had clouded my mind those preceding weeks was cast out as clarity was once again restored to my mind. And it is Jesus himself who is the light. Through his passion, death, and resurrection, he has unlocked this great joy for us. Since Jesus chose to enter into our suffering in order to save us, suffering, even death itself, has become a cause for joy through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This great joy is the fruit of the Paschal mystery. Very shortly, right before we sing, holy, 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 Father Jim will pray with the words, overcome with Paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. Paschal joy is the name for the joy that Philip brought to Samaria in the midst of persecution. Paschal joy is a type of joy a mother experiences after her labor pains give way to the birth of a new child. Paschal joy is what I experienced when the light broke into the darkness. And this is a joy that is greater than the passing emotion that comes from taking pleasure in something. This is the joy born from suffering. Jesus on the cross shows us that there is no suffering no matter how great that can't be transformed into Paschal joy. It is precisely here at Mass where the Paschal mystery is renewed on this altar. Here, ordinary food and drink will be transformed into the Paschal sacrament of Jesus' own body and blood. Participating in this Eucharist, the sorrow in our own lives has the potential to be glorified. In closing, I'd like to offer, I'd like to leave you with a symbol of this Paschal joy. As you walk out of church today, take a close look at the cross in our gathering space. This is the same cross that many of us venerated here on Good Friday. Once a sign of death, it has now become a sign of life. May we leave this church today enlivened with a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, knowing the paschal joy that only he can give.